0: Well, welcome back to another episode of Decoding 40. I'm hosting, bro. Oh, you're hosting? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So you could just introduce Al, and then he'll...
0: (laughs) Go ahead, yeah. Good. I thought I had to host.
2: Are you going to introduce me or not?
0: (laughs) 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 This is a new motherfucking intro. Because someone don't want their voice on the show. A new intro. So back and the show. Welcome to Decoding 40.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that magnificent intro, so you know what time it is. It is time for the greatest podcast, the hottest streaming podcast in the world. We happen to call it Decoding 40. This is your humble host this week, l.o. There's no AKA, but I I, I, beg of you to consider that I have grown mentally, not physically. One degree smarter, and I'm happily joined with two of the most amazing gentlemen in the podcasting industry, and they go by the names of...
0: It's your boy, Vin in the building. Hope everybody's good out there. Peace.
2: This is Alaric. I have a question about that one degree of... It's a part of my checking. Listen, I I, I am a, a writer that puts seeds in my words that will flourish later. <laughs> so before we get into the show, uh, obviously, there's always some housekeeping to get done. We want to invite everyone to text us at 619-940-4040. If you want to send us an email, it's decoding40 at Gmail. You can always get your popping new merch at decoding40pod.com new merch every Monday. Let's call it Merch Mondays. So the show drops on Fridays and new merch is on Monday when you've had a chance to laugh your ass off over the weekend. We also have a newsletter that's dropping. It's called NEAT, N-E-E-T that will be covering all the things that you need to know to make your life just a little bit better. And if you want to write, make sure you reach out to us on Decoding40 at gmail.com. We will be accepting submissions on a rolling basis. With that said, gentlemen, any housekeeping you want to attend to?
0: I just just uh, want to let everybody know out there uh, that I started a GoFundMe for my boy Andre Dow, who's, uh, he's still in the hospital. He's got a long road ahead of him. And I want to thank everybody out there who's already contributed. A lot of people have given to the cause. We really, really appreciate it. I know his wife does. So uh, just keep on giving. If you can go to GoFundMe and just look up Andre Dow Andre is A-N-D-R-E. Dow is D-O-W. You can find it in your heart to uh, give a, whatever you can as a donation. Uh, you know, his his family, his wife would greatly appreciate it. I know Dre would as well. So uh, that's pretty much my housekeeping.
2: That's amazing. And continue prayers and uh, to him and his recovery.
0: No doubt. Special uh, shout out to you, Dre. Because
1: I know you're listening. You yeah. always, always had our back. Always, always a big supporter of the show. So uh, no doubt. we're pulling for you, bro no doubt
0: so who would like to start the check-in i'll actually go first this week has been i think what happened was whatever rick had left over in car energy kind of <laughs> came over to jersey and stuck its dick in my face because no pause because i had one of the weeks car weeks from hell all right it started off with i go to the autos body the auto parts part store to get uh, some brakes and some uh, rotors. So I could take it to the mechanic near me. He can install them, front brakes done, for like 300 and something dollars. <sighs> the guy puts the brakes on the car, and within 24 hours of him putting the brakes on, I'm hearing this shit's grinding. And I'm like, why the fuck are these shits grinding, right? So I said, let, let, me, let me rock out a couple days because it could just be they knew, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Let, let, let it give it. Let, let, let it get a little adjustment. All right, mm-hmm. no problem. Shit is getting worse. It sounds like it sounds like I'm a jet like stopping on a runway when I'm stopping <laughs> in my car. <laughs> That's how my shit is sounding. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm driving Uber, so I know people in the back. Jesus, I hope this nigga's car can stop. <laughs> this Nigga's car. I mean, it's nice on the outside. He's, you know, he's got the tents in the back. I feel great, but this nigga's car is
2: two stars. Crazy. Why?
0: <laughs> this car just I think his brakes <laughs> <laughs> sounded like they weren't going to stop I was concerned wait were they squealing or grinding they were doing everything oh, like, wow, everything that, a, that bad brakes can do so I take the car back to the guy um, I think he did him on a Friday or whatever I forgot when he did him but I took it back to him like the following Tuesday I was like look man these shits is grinding I don't know what the fuck's going on B you gotta take a look dude says alright I'll take a look Thirty or forty minutes later. Yeah, yeah, why don't you come back to the to the spot? I was like, oh boy. He's like, he tells me the phone, yeah, man, the, the, the brake shoes, he, he's got these, yeah, man, the brake shoes and, and and the rotors, they're bad, man. They're bad. <laughs> Wait, said, the, the ones you just they? bought? The ones I just bought. I was like, what the fuck you mean they're bad? He's like, look, I'm gonna tell you this right now. He sold you some cheap pads or some cheap rotors because it's already dis- he says it's already discoloring the rotors and it shouldn't be doing that. Like they shouldn't be getting that hot. Where'd you so get the parts from? The parts? I got the parts from an uh, actual autobot uh, auto store. And I went in there, I was like, I want twenty sixteen and he gave me uh one one brand of brake pads and another brand of rotors. But they all for the <laughs> So
2: these are brand new. This is not new. on Clarence, and when this I say clearance, there's a dude named Clarence new. that's outside is- these of these
0: brand <laughs> new. <laughs> okay. All right. As far as I know, they came in a box, I brought them to the mechanic, the mechanic installed them, and it sounded like this. Okay, got it. All right. And he didn't do anything any different than he's done for me before, because he's done my brakes before and never had a problem with them. Got it. So I know it wasn't him. I'm like, because why would he wait for this time to fucking say I'm going to put bad brakes in this nigga's car? No,
2: I was just trying to get to the point. Are these still under some type of warranty? Well, I had to go
0: back to the store that I got the brakes and pads from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I told you that you can only use these brakes on planes, nigga. Why you put them on your car? No, <laughs> what it was? What it was? Oh, this I thought jet. you said a 2016 G5. I thought this is a G5 jet, nigga, not a mm-hmm. not a mm-hmm. Nissan. I thought you had a Nissan Jet. But I go back to the the auto parts store. He said shop shop, auto parts store, and the mechanics was like, "Yo, you need to get you should use these brands because this shit right here, it's like ceramic and the brake pads. He's like, they're a little bit more money, but they're not gonna make any sound like this. And he said, It's the same brand. Like, you don't you don't take one brand of pads and give me your, another brand of of rotors. Like you try to stay within brand. Like, why the right. fuck would he give you right. two different types? Right. So I go back, I had to pay a $70 difference because the other brand was more expensive. I mm-hmm. put them shits on and it drives like a dream, right? Oh,
2: okay. All right.
0: So now the brake. Brake problem is finished. Uh, After I got the brakes and started having a problem, I went and got tires. Brand new fucking tires for the car. Yesterday, I'm driving Uber. My last ride of the day. Like, so I can make my bonus. I can go home, chill. I was going to get on my game. I come around this fucking curve, and I hear boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, that don't sound too good. Get on the highway. I don't hear anything. Going down the highway. By the time I get to the air where I have to drop this woman off, the fucking tire alarm comes on on my car. Now I'm driving the street and I'm watching the fucking tire go from 25% to like 16% in like two seconds. And I'm like, oh shit, I got something in the tire. Brand new tire. Let me tell you when I say these tires are not even five days old. And I got something hit. I hit something right off of Montgomery. It's, the, it's basically the on-ramp to 78 West. This fucking thing over there, they, they, the, the streets in Jersey City are so fucked up with potholes and everything. I made a video and, and put that shit on my IG, talking uh, talking directly to the fucking mayor, Mayor Fullup. That he's full of shit is what he is, because he's full building all shit. these fucking buildings. Yeah, full up shit. He's building all these buildings, but there's debris everywhere. Yeah, I don't this know video what video made f- after this event with your tire or before. No, this is this happened before. Okay, this happened before because I was hitting potholes and I was like, I just got these tires, hit this thing. Boom, wind up, had to change my tire last night, which is a pain in the ass. Luckily, the, the jack and everything was in the car. I fucking get the, you know, get home. Then today I wake up, go to my fucking local fucking uh thing where I got the fucking tires, Costco. I'm there for three hours for these indictments to tell me that, oh, we can't really operate on the fucking thing because the shit is ruined. Because whatever the fuck you hit is destroyed the tire and we don't have the tire in stock. Yikes. After I wait three fucking hours. And then I'm like, dude, you got to get the tire. I look like, the fuck, yo, this is my livelihood. I need to fucking get this tire fixed. Well, best case scenario, we get it tomorrow. Worst case is three to five days. That says the way my luck is going right now, let's say three to five weeks, right? So I can't fucking fuck with <laughs> you motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> three to five
0: weeks. Right? Three to five weeks by the time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we had to make the tire was it's it's in India right now. And actually, the elephant that killed the old lady is playing with it. (laughs) So, like, I don't have time for the bullshit, right? (laughs) So, I fucking, like, dude, you got to find the tire. He says, all right. He calls the Union Costco. Union says, yeah, we got the tire. Tell them to come down here. So now I got to drive. Were you on a call or was it on speaker? Is that how we? No, no I just, that's just oh, my Oh, okay.
2: Voice. <laughs> I was like, wow. That's, you know, that that's sounds like was a crime boss. It. That was that was <laughs> a, a union action.
1: <laughs>
0: Tell him to come down here. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> sound like a crime boss. I got <laughs> tires for days. <laughs> so I get down. Uh, so he calls up the Costco and Union. They actually have the tire. Now I got to drive to Union, which is like 12 miles from where I was at. And to be clear, you're on donut. a donut at this on point. On a donut at this okay. point. Okay, all right. So you know I'm driving. I'm very cautious. Like one pothole could just end the whole day. Yeah, like literally. And there's potholes. There's potholes abound on the on the way to Union. So mm. I finally get to Union. They put the tire on, and you know, a few meltdowns inside. It's just, it's just been a hell of a week. And I'm glad that I was able. I mean, I didn't want to spend my fucking at morning and afternoon perusing the Costco's. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know what I mean, like. You get yourself some mean, Kirkland jeans. Listen, how many times can I look at those Puma sweatpants and go, "You know, I think I could pull those off." I think I could pull those Puma sweatpants off from Costco. You cannot. Why not? No one. No one Why can. Why not? Them shit says Puma. I I know it says Puma. It says Puma. You know. Uh, and that's pretty much my check-in.
2: <laughs> Thank you, sir. You are now listening to Decoding Forty. What's good, people? This is your boy, L.O.Dot, a.k.a. The Ad Man. If you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok.
1: I went to go see a voodoo priestess last week, and I asked her to remove all of this bad juju car stuff and transfer it to someone else. And I guess it worked. Nice. And, uh, sorry. Sorry, Vin. Cause I got my car back.
0: No, oh, I was
1: I was I was so happy when they called and they said, please come pick up your vehicle.
2: Mm. And um Did your car know you?
1: No, no. I had to reintroduce myself. Mm. Who's this nigga?
2: <laughs> All these other guys that have been fondling me. Who is this one now?
0: Oh, now you want to come back and see me? You left <laughs> me for five guy months me. with these bastards. They were fondling me. They drove everywhere. They smoked weed inside of me. <laughs> I know they—they're bastards.
1: Yeah. You know, the, so the guy—the guy over at the dealership calls me and says everything's clear. You can come pick up your car. You just have to bring in a bank check for the deductible. It's on a Friday afternoon. Mm. And I'm just driving back from Stanford, Connecticut. I just landed in the city. Mm. How do you expect somebody to get a bank check at this time of the night? Like the bank's literally about to shut the door and I'm supposed to drop my life, go get a bank check and then come to the dealership. Yes, I thought it was
2: open on the weekends.
1: It's open from 7.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m on Saturdays. But the kids have their Saturday classes. And that runs from 1230 to 230. I'm not doing all of that. You can't, I can't go to the bank, get a bank check, but go to the dealership, then do all of this other stuff in my life. So we're like, you know what, we'll just go on Monday. So Monday, I have to catch a flight, but the flight, it's a late flight. It's at noon. So my wife and I have my mother-in-law come over, take the kids to school, and 7.30, we're going over to the dealership. Oh, because now, now they said, oh, you don't have to have a bank check. You just have to write out a check. But because my wife's name appears first on the insurance, her name is the one that's on the check because
2: they won't put both names on the check. Who won't put both names on the check? Just for space, I guess. You're saying the bank won't do this. Whoever's no, writing he, the he check, He's, pat,
0: he's so, passed the whole so, bank check thing. He's writing a personal check now.
2: Yeah, yeah. So Geico, oh, okay, Geico, it, it. Geico issued
1: checks in the name of the dealership and my wife. So my wife has to sign all of those checks that they sent to the dealership mm-hmm. in order for them to cash them. And we also have to give them a $500 deductible, but they needed it to be from her account because the names have to match. I don't know why they did this. I don't know why they did. Some Both of our names sure. are on the insurance, so I'm not really sure why they did this. But anyway, this is what this is. The, this is the shit we're in. You're at the final stage, my friend.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, let's just. They got to
1: tell you a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Like, l- l- let's,
0: just
2: get, little
0: bit. let's just get
1: this done. Let's just get this done. So we go to dealership and they pull up all the paperwork, blah, blah, blah and then the woman who is handling the transactions with the checks gives us the contract which is like basically a breakdown itemized breakdown of what they did with the car and she's like just sign this and i'm like just sign this no i don't i don't just sign anything anything i'm putting my name on right we're reading because we want to know what we're signing and if that's how you sign contracts. I suggest that you don't do that. Like she was just being real rude, I, as if I didn't understand what she was handing me.
0: And that's why I here, had to read it. Here, here, put your mark on it. <laughs> <laughs> put your mark on it, nigger. Put your, put your black right paw there. on it. <laughs> put your put fingerprints
2: I, on it. You used your to do it. it. Put your paw on it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're fucking pawning.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> but I I would not be deterred. I, I need to get this car out of this oh, place. Oh my god. So in the waiting room, they have an area just outside where they pull up the cars and and then you can get into your vehicle. And I walk outside, and the first thing that I see is the rear driver's side quarter panel is missing a piece of the plastic. What?
2: And the car is filthy. I, I told you like, that. My aunt told me to tell you to make sure they clean your car.
0: You said it on you said it quite few a few times on the podcast.
2: <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. But th- this is the first time I'm laying my
1: are eyes they on the seri- car. I'm are like, they serious? Wow. They serious. I said, bro, what is going on here? Why is this missing? And the car is absolutely filthy. So there's a the guy who's in the, the service department who's handling my my case, he comes over and he looks dumbfounded like he doesn't understand why this is happening. He's like, oh, that part was on back order, but I believe that it came in. So I don't really know why it's like this. Let me go talk to the guys. So they pull the car. They take the car back. It's gone again. They've now taken it to whatever area they go to do this stuff. Area 51. <laughs> and <laughs> they they put the part on them. They wash it. They didn't, it wasn't a detail, detail, but they washed it. It it was clean. It looked, it looked new. It looked like I was driving it for the, out of the showroom for the first time. That was good enough for me. But then another guy comes back and he's like, oh, there's a, there was a part over there that I wanted to do a compound on. Take five minutes. I'll be right back. Meanwhile, my wife is like, I got She had to go now because she has to have her first session with her client and so she's gonna go back to the house. So I'm waiting there another 10 minutes finally get in the car and it's like an old friend like I haven't I've I've missed you I've missed you so much. Oh. I, I I really like this car. I really like this car.
0: I missed you, Alric.
1: It felt so good. should I direct you to some granola?
0: I haven't had granola between my seats from your children in months. Where are the kids, Alric? So now
1: I'm gonna fast forward to Saturday morning. So i I I almost missed my flight. Like, I literally was minutes away from being unable to check in. That curb check-in is everything. Because you give that guy out there $15, he'll type in whatever you want. He'll he'll do whatever you want You, you want to go do. where? Mall. <laughs>
0: whatever, nigga. I got you. <laughs> you type that shit in.
1: Override. <laughs> so, that, that was cool. Made my flight. But then I was gone for a week. And so nobody had really been using the car, um, because we also still had the rental. So my, my wife was just moving it from, you know, alternate side, whatever, nobody, she wasn't driving the kids around My my mother-in-law was taking the kids to school for the week. So then Saturday morning rolls around and the kids are finally getting in the car and I let them in the back and then they're like, daddy, look at this. And apparently I don't know what you call it. So the air conditioning ducts and the charger ports behind the armrest in the back seat was off.
0: <laughs> what do you mean off? What
2: did that have to off. do with repairing was, the
1: car? It was. I, I have no idea. Why would you even <laughs> take that off? Why would that need to come off?
0: Maybe there's some sort of sensor in there. The
1: shit was off. I tried to put it back on. It wasn't working. I don't know where the clips and stuff and whatever it kept, just oh, kept falling that. off. I was like, oh, hold
0: up. Oh, that problem. Yeah. Um, we got your car confused with a drug deal. We were putting a stash spot there. We <laughs> totally fucked up. Sorry.
2: Innocent mistake.
1: Innocent. Yeah, mistake. That's the upside. I do have a stash box now. If you need to drive something interstate. <laughs> Oh my God! It's gonna cost you more if I gotta get you to Florida. <laughs> so now I'm I'm really pissed. I'm like, who inspect? That means that no one ex- inspected this car before they gave it back to me. Those those three problems told me directly that this dealership did not give a shit about the repairs. So now I got to keep an eye out for anything that's wrong, and I got to inspect it myself.
2: First of all, so your I go was back. Probably there. done three weeks ago. And yeah. they've been probably switching out parts as they needed for more urgent uh, repairs. <laughs> so <laughs> you just this yeah. shit off of my car. Just, just pulling <laughs> shit off your car. It's been sitting
0: around. I mean, we might. Mod- that's why. That's why your shit. They just threw the the back thing that whatever that shit is. They just do that from a, a Subaru an Impreza. That's, like, <laughs> that's not even your shit. Dude. They took that shit from the your shit is what shit. They took it from the Land's End uh, one. That <laughs> <laughs> shit's Eddie Bauer, whatever fuck. They took that shit. <laughs> <laughs> took Actually, that's from a Honda Civic. That's not even for your car. <laughs> <laughs> they made it, they it work. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck, man. They just don't give from, a fuck. Let's take it from that car over there. That nigga, he'll never know the difference. <laughs> wow. Yo, that's horrible. It is. It really is. So the fuck so, is that? So, like, that's Yo, they had this shit that long, and they kept playing the games with the money. And I think L is right. They probably... They were doing some shady shit up in there, man. Maybe the, you know that's how collision. That's how collision
1: goes. Mm. That's how these uh, body shops go. Like I, we, I, we know of a, a scammer that was getting extra money for every accident of and course. extras on his car. Of for, course. Yeah, that's how it goes. Of course, I get that. I get that. But the amount of money that they got from this accident, oh, you should be looking at that car, inspecting it from head to toe. <laughs> Look, making sure, this right right
2: here. but it's been so the car real. is special to you,
0: to them, yeah. The car. car,
2: it's just another car.
0: They're like, Listen, this fucking super right here, this guy's gonna give me 17 fucking grand in parts and labor. Yeah, so what? <laughs> even he just got his braces.
1: Well, yeah. well El, I'm saying that if this is how you treat any other car, that means your level of service is. shit Oh, yes, I, need to I concur. Some, I need to go uh, to another absolutely. dealership. That, that's that's all with, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. The yeah. thing is with that particular Subaru dealership, whoever yeah. they're uh, subletting their work to, mm-hmm. they're only obligated to find someone that can do the work, quote unquote. They're going for the cheapest fucking shop in the neighborhood. They, we don't even know. I don't, we don't know what their how their organization is ran as far as do they have to take a low bid contract or that's what they're obligated to do or they have or somewhere in their bylaws it's like oh we get. The work, yeah, we're going to get someone to do the work for us, but it ain't going to be the best body shop in the city, you know? My guess is that the body shop is
1: probably owned by the people who own the dealership. Because that, be, that would just be smart. That's their cousin. Right. Because that, that would just be smart business. But that's that's what I was banking on. That I was banking on them having such a great relationship with the body shop that they would be able to get this thing done. and And the dealership is going to take care of their part of it. But so I go back there this morning and the kids are off from school this week. So mm-hmm. I had them with me and to them, we're going on an adventure. They're like, yeah, we go to the cardinal and in the ship. whatever."
0: <laughs> so we oh, get there daddy, a, and oh, that is a smash the coffee machine out of anger. <laughs> <laughs> daddy, daddy, wild the fuck out. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Just let
2: them do whatever they want to do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hey, you everywhere. kids want to jump on that couch?
1: Go ahead. You own it. Yep. We get there, and we don't have an appointment. We just pull in, and apparently, my case is now famous at this dealership because of all the shenanigans and the time and me calling and bitching.
0: Uh, oh, my God. He's back. Dang. Security. So it's like,
1: what's your last name? Campbell. Oh, Campbell. Oh, like, oh. That one. Yeah. It's finally, nice to meet yeah. you. All right. So they take the car and they get it right to the first uh technician that's available he's digging around in the back i'm standing inside the service area uh behind the door my son's flirting with the the woman who's who took the keys yeah my de- my son is is definitely he's definitely hetero <laughs> I've, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh then behind me a guy walks out of the the enclosed office and is talking to the woman at the counter. And I guess he was re- inquiring about who I was, you know, what was what was going on or whatever. And she didn't know my business. But then he was introduced himself. Andrew, the the service department manager. So great to meet you. I've been trying to get in touch with you. <laughs> Let me tell you about all this shit that's been going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know whose fault it is, but whoever it is, get they him. fucked up. Get them so I, I laid out all of this stuff and I'm doing it in, you know, in my, hey, as a matter of fact, uh, my <laughs> matter of fact, white guy voice.
2: Oh, not the Ned um, Flanders. Yeah, yeah. I gave, I gave him the Ned Flanders. My Subaru. <laughs> Wait, was it Ned Flanders or was it Telequali on American Airlines? That, I used to limp. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't quite Ned
1: Flanders because right, cool. I, I wasn't apologetic at all. all right. Like, I was letting him know all of the facts, figures, and details about who... I don't know who's fucking up here. I didn't, I <laughs> but, didn't <say> somebody. <laughs> but somebody is fucking up here. And uh, you guys need to know that. So, apparently, this thing can't just snap back on because they broke the clips. Mm-hmm. Whoever took this off... For no fucking reason, because it has nothing to do with what was wrong with the car, broke the clips, and he's that's all, uh, you know what? We're gonna order the parts. We'll take care of it. Um, we'll take care of it.
0: You know what? He didn't.
1: Was. He didn't mention anything about me having to pay for any parts, labor, nothing. I'm glad you didn't say that.
0: But you know what it is <laughs> because you know you, you know what, what it is. is. Like El said, your car was sitting there. Another car came in. That had a broken one. They switched the parts, put that shit in there and thought you wouldn't notice somehow, or was like, was made and was like, oh I shit, we gotta walk not the parts.
1: It was, it was laying on the back. But you floor, did notice. On It wasn't
0: they, for no, your kids. It could have been there for weeks. They noticed right. it when they washed it. Right. Listen, they noticed it when they when when they washed it. For sure. And cleaned it out. And they probably were under the assumption, well, this shit must have been like this when they brought it in. Because the guys that's washing the car don't know anything other than the car's right. got to be washed. Absolutely. Right? And it has, to, and be, it has not, to be cleaned out. They would not be like, hey, sir, did you notice that? Yeah. <laughs> there would yeah. be none of that. I, I, I noticed that this is detached. <laughs> the clips seem to be broken as well, sir. <laughs> They're not going to tell you shit. Nope. That's not They
1: probably had more hay in there. You know, mm-hmm. you, you ever as a kid, like you break something in the house and you just put it together. Yep. well enough that
0: uh-huh. as
1: soon as somebody else touch it it breaks me out oh yes. you, you fucked up you you must right, be right 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 probably on the it in there hoping that it wouldn't get kicked by kids
0: but that's let what me tell happens. you something they took that shit from they, somebody had the same model of making your car they took a broken one out of their car and switched it out because that's yeah. how bad the parts are right now you told what was it five six months for Subaru to get some fucking part for your car and then they do a half-ass job putting the shit back together? That would uh, that would be
1: really shitty. And um, hey, if man, you did that, Subaru, fuck you. I don't but doubt it. Here's the silver lining. So in total, I've gotten $500 from Subaru America mm-hmm. cash. Cha-ching. And $400 in service credit. Cha-ching. Free inspections, free, I don't know Lapis. what else. I, Granola. Oil. Yeah. All all free granola for <laughs> lap for dances a, from hippies. For a little while. For at least the next year. Nice. For, nice. For at least the next year that'll that'll take care of the service. And uh, you know, yeah, they put me through it. But the car is back. And um Well, I'm glad oh, you, the saga has ended. Yes. Finally.
2: Yes. And you've been reunited with your vehicle and your family. It's been reunited yeah. with the vehicle. Mm-hmm.
1: We had six months. Six months.
2: That's pretty amazing. I
0: missed you, Alric.
1: There is one thing I, I I sort of miss about having that Nissan Rogue. It has that um, 360 camera feature. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, at any point, push the camera button and see any of those cameras.
2: hmm mm-hmm.
1: And I liked having the, the front-facing camera. Mm-hmm. Because you can see, like you'll never hit another, you know, parked car while parallel parking, Mm because you can see every angle. Yeah. And that, uh, yeah. So we'll see when I trade this one in now. That is my check-in. All right. Well, thank you.
0: Merch drop.
1: You are now listening to Decoding Forty.
0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This has been from Decoding 40, letting you know about Decoding40Pod.com. That's right, Decoding40Pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Decoding40Pod.com. Decoding40Pod.com.
2: So my check-in last week, this is Black History Month. Oh, first off, I have to correct myself. Apparently, I was reading some fake news and I was told by my sister-in-law, Nikimi, that Beyonce tickets were not that expensive. That was resellers who were selling the tickets at that uh, exorbitant price, not the actual venues.
1: Okay. So what was the face value of the ticket?
2: Probably around $150, 200 something, somewhere around. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, okay. Wow. So, yeah. So people are getting gouged somewhere. Gotcha. <laughs> this is America.
0: Believe My this. mother, sister-in-law, cousin, brother and them got the tickets. This is going to be like $2,000, though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But Nikimi got her tickets. She's going to go see the Renaissance tour. So I'm glad that she is going, and I hope she has an amazing time. So with that said, where do I start? So this is Black History Month. My mother-in-law convinces my wife to convince me and the boys to take this walking tour on the history of Africans in New York in the financial district. Wow. Oh, that's dope. It was on Saturday morning. I was like, I'm already exhausted from this week because I've been trying to get all types of work done. So we go. Immediately, I'm like, I'm glad we're here. It is some of the best information that I have. And this is someone I've taken a New York history course in college. And in two hours, I got more information than I did in 16 weeks. And this was a free tour. so. Uh, City College owes me whatever the course <laughs> <costs>. <laughs> Um Who, who does the, uh, the tour? I believe, I meant to make sure, but I believe it's called Inside Out Tours. They essentially do these free tours. There's some tours in uh, Brooklyn, there's some tours in Manhattan, and they try to provide history that's untold and offer different perspectives about what has been told. And one of the things that they did for me was put into context how impactful slavery was in New York City. And I had heard about this before, but I forgot. Do you guys know where Foley Square is in in Manhattan downtown, where all the courthouses are? Yes. So Foley Square was the site of hanging of Black people who had revolted against slavery. Mm. Wow. And it's bizarre to know that that's the history of that area. And then there's another section on Water Street and Wall Street, mm-hmm. which is the actual site of where um, Black people were sold and bought or leased by the owners. And just all of this information was so um, just crazy for me. So she introduced me to two, two, three, um men that I had not heard of. The first is... Thomas Downing, who was a oh, incredibly industrious Black man. So basically, everybody knows about the food carts and the hot dog stands here. Back in uh, late or mid-1800s, oysters were the main food. So instead of a hot dog stand, there would be oysters. So it would be either mm. fried or grilled. And so he became so bad with it that he wound up creating a, uh, making a shop in in a restaurant. And the restaurant was so renowned that it became the spot for white folks to go to. And even he would ship his food over to uh, England and the queen of England at the time, whoever she was, wound up sending him a gold watch because- I love these oysters. Because his food was so amazing. (laughs) How it- maintain a couple is, of months. Exactly. I have no idea. That's but, what I was about. I was about to ask. Like, uh, Right. I don't know how shit. he preserved it. Right, Which would have been a question. Good question for me to ask. <laughs> but he was just a man. And then in that, all the money that he got, he's still in his restaurant. Below his restaurant was a housing station on the Underground Railroad. Hmm. So you have all these white people who are eating there, not knowing that beneath their feet a sneaking niggers. <laughs> basically <laughs> risking life mm. limb and um financial let me
0: tell you something. something Them white folks knew he was sneaking black folks but no, the oysters didn't. were so they good killed they would kill them, them oysters were so good i would hope to, i would like to think so but i want I'm to be sure him in, but they these oysters killed are delicious
2: cuz they wanted to know that he
0: was a good negro Yeah, you do you do such a great oyster so
2: the other um, guy yeah. that she introduced me to was James McCune Smith, who was the first doctor in America who went through traditional training. And he also was an abolitionist and was helping several Black people to find a way to freedom or Africans to freedom. And it's it's just remarkable that these men risked themselves in such a way while also being like the, the creme de la creme in terms of high society and yeah. and breaking barriers. And so there was this another brother, uh, David Riggles. And this is really one of the most amazing stories that she told. So there was this law that if a, a slaveholder brought you to New York, they had like maybe nine months before they had to renew your slave contract because you couldn't have a slave in New York. But they made this exception in New York that if you were out of town, you could basically be like, yo, I'm out of town. I need the slave. So... I need a nine-month, you know, kind of grace period. But you would have to renew your paper before the nine months was up, because otherwise that uh, person would go free. So Riggles was documenting when people would get to New York, where they were, and then if the time expired, would go to the house and be like, yo, nine months is up, you got to let them go. So apparently he was... He was a whistleblower. He was was a big-time whistleblower, and he was not very popular, obviously. Mm -hmm.
0: Here comes that Riggles again (laughs) Meddling in all white business (laughs) Meddling again Who does this nigga think he is (laughs) Trying to free all slaves They don't even know how to read the calendar
2: So there's one popular person That Riggles winds up uh, Helping Who uh, this gentleman Marries his wife He uh, gets fake papers Makes his way to New York Riggles hides him for months away from uh, the kidnappers. And I forgot what they were called, but basically it was a team of people. The police. Yeah, basically police. But they would kidnap black people if they were free or not. Yeah. And take them back down south. So Riggles hides this person. This gentleman eventually goes further up north into Massachusetts and turns out to be Frederick Douglass. Wow. So the connection of all these people and how they were trying to fight... The craziness of slavery, and one thing that she actually put in uh, context that was really important for me is when a lot of the um, the pushback or the uh, argument against well, everybody had slavery when they talk about you know why are we getting so in- and uproarious about slavery in America? Slavery in America was the first time slavery was connected to one's DNA, mm-hmm. in the sense that you're a slave because you are predestined to be that mm-hmm. prior to right. that it would be you lost a war yeah. you owe a debt it, mm-hmm. all all things not connected with who you are as a human being
0: and mm-hmm. and then and also in the pretense the um slavery condition was usually especially if it was a debt situation you worked off a debt and you were free. Exactly. You exactly. know, it, it was an indentured servitude until I, I've i paid my debt to you for seven years, I'm leaving. Right. And no, this was different.
2: And so here, and then there was also the other element that if, that slavery was connected to your mother versus your father. Mm, right. Because it's most, li- most likely that your, mo- your mother is not a landowner mm. and so she would not have the rights or the powers to free you anyway. So, soon as you pop out the womb, you're a slave Mm. or you're enslaved. So it it was a fascinating tour. We actually wound up going to the African burial ground. And I didn't even know this existed, but there's a museum right there. So all in all, I was very happy that we went. It's incredibly informative. I'm going to probably take more time to get down to that museum. Surprisingly, my kids actually enjoyed it. The first five minutes, they were like, Nah, son. But then after a while, they kind of got into it, which was cool to mm-hmm. see. Um, but even like I would say probably hour two, they kind of connected and, and and tuned in the first hour. They were like, whatever. But, yeah, I encourage everybody, if you're in New York, look up this uh, company, Inside Out Tours. They do magnificent tours. And I'll probably try to take the one in Brooklyn as well.
1: That's it. We I need to share that information because I, I, you know, I want to go
2: on that tour.
0: I don't know. It sounds a lot of wokeness and, and everything like that. It's
2: oh, it's know. hella wokeness. And I, I it's funny. I don't, feel, I don't feel comfortable with it. <laughs> There's this thing that I'm trying to um, decipher in my mind. I, I'm I'm calling it right now uh, the racial cloak, where certain people can't see black people for some reason that we actually that, that our skin. <laughs> yes. Is a cloak and they just move by us and push by us, and there's there's literally something that they can't see. Mm -hmm. Especially when we're standing in line at a register. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we're all kind of of around this section in in, in Lower Manhattan, and where she's talking, and the the tour guide is talking. And this group of, let's say, white people come around and they stand (laughs) right behind us, and they're talking so loud, they are talking above her. But we've been standing there for at least five minutes. Mm. And then they start taking pictures through us. And I'm like <laughs> You are furniture. <laughs> right. Like we are. I, I thought you guys were a dance group. Alaska. I'm sorry.
0: I thought you guys were a dance group. I thought you were gonna start dancing. I'm sorry. Exactly. I thought you guys were a flash mob.
2: When I tell you we were standing on one side, so there's one gentleman, he has the camera, he's standing behind us. This group of people move on the other side of us. He's standing in the middle of us, taking a picture across the, wow. the walkway as if he's a part of our group now. And I'm I'm saying to myself, all right, I'm not going to go off because if I go off, it's just going to be crazy. But my wife did uh, wind up saying, um, hey, we can't hear, can you lower your voices? And they did, but then they went. They proceeded to t- start taking pictures as if we were part of the scenery. It is a bizarre way of thinking. Get the blacks in the background. Hitting. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, yo, man, I, it's it's crazy. New York, real quick. New York doesn't have the same energy it used to have. Even when you drive through it, it's just it's it's something different about New York that I don't appreciate at all. I just don't appreciate it. There's a red light speed camera everywhere. It's just it. The whole energy of of New York right now is just.
2: We are a global city that is trying to attract everyone, and that means it has to be as safe as possible, or at least has to be perceived as safe. Mm, but it's not, though. <laughs> no. But but perception to is to more powerful than reality. We used to be a city of
1: scofflaws and outlaws. Oh, absolutely! And uh, that <laughs> was when it was fun. <laughs> and
2: then yes. then Giuliani happened. Yeah. Giuliani time. Right? One thing she did point out that New York has always been, and particularly Manhattan, has always been about making money from yeah. its inception. Yeah. There should be no confusion about that. Yeah, it is so always been about minutes. making that dollar bill, all that wampum back in the day. Mm. Um, just say one other thing Whole Foods is now asking customers to type in their birth date when buying alcohol. I don't know if this is legal or appropriate. Why? So if Is you buy, like ID? yeah, but if, if you're in a checkout and which I usually am, and I'm buying beer, which I usually yeah. am, <laughs> you have to ask the, the, the clerk to put in their ID in order yeah. for you to proceed. Right. But then now they've adopted this new process where it's, can you put in your own uh, birthday?
0: So but they don't check my out. ID. Yeah, so a kid can come in there and buy alcohol. Exactly. At this, point. this
2: seems like there's a lot of liability. There's no check. Yeah. No. Literally, they will say, put your ID in and walk away. Or put your birthday in and then walk away.
0: Yeah, <laughs> anybody anybody on the borderline of 21 can go right. in there. Especially if you got a beard, you can go in there with a hat on and, and, and get that fucking...
1: Is that self-checkout card only? Yes. I bet it's linked to your credit card. Or your profile. Because Big Data is collecting all of this information. And now as soon as you stick your card in, pause.
0: Hmm?
2: It, that wasn't pause, wasn't <laughs> I just felt like so. I
0: was just like, whoa, I don't know what to <laughs> Can't even stick cards anywhere. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's no, a card. See, I just noticed we had
2: to pause this show. I just needed, yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> it, it, it probably <laughs> was relates back to you. So maybe but, if you are okay. Card what what if my maybe son? What if my son says? I tell my son, "Hey, pick me up a couple. Pick me up a six pack." And he puts in my. And you and, give him your card, yeah. And I and he puts in
0: my uh birthday. He's walking out of there with a six pack.
2: Yeah, with his card or yours. Well, it ain't any
1: different than card. when you was a kid. With hey, your, your card, father, yeah. Uh, he probably is getting a six pack.
2: Just struck me as um a little crazy. Yeah, not not the best business practice. There was one other thing. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Cindy Williams, who passed away a couple weeks ago. Um, She was definitely the first white woman I had a crush on television for. And uh, it was sad to see that uh, she's passed away. I think she was 75 at the time of her death. So um, rest in peace, Cindy Williams. And um, Penny Marshall's still alive. So one half of Laverne and uh, Shirley Mm -hmm. still is uh, on the planet, so... You were crushing what? on, on oh sure big time. Okay, I'm not going to judge you. I mean, even if There's you did, I wouldn't care.
0: The way she <laughs> handled those sodas and that, <laughs> that lime,
2: really, Flamazo.
0: I really loved it.
1: I mean, see, she was, she was okay. All right, she was cute. You like that little and, and I, I guess in a certain, certain way. Yeah, she was cute too. <laughs> I, I, was, I was more...
0: Uh, <laughs> Nigga, don't judge. my jo- white crush. <laughs> I don't,
1: right? I was more Joni Cunningham sort of... Uh, Joni
2: Cunningham. Linda, oh, okay. Linda, Linda Carter. Well, Linda Carter's not white though, so... She's not? No, she's, no Linda I Carter's she's not think she's Mexican. She's like, Get the fuck out of yeah, here. I never, never knew guy. that. I thought she was my white
0: crush, but...
2: No, no. sorry.
0: I'm right. Good. All right. So wait, wait. What that's, did that's you Marilyn think Monroe is actually uh, Latina.
2: What'd you think about Chrissy from... Uh, Three's Company.
0: The one with the black hair, right?
2: No, the, the blonde.
1: The blonde. She yeah. was, you know. <laughs> she was, I You know, I was never really into blondes. I was more really? into blue vets.
0: Yeah. You know what like about um. Janet could have gotten
1: it
2: over and over. Really? Yeah. You know who my other was, one was? Uh, Jacqueline here. Smith. Remember Jacqueline Smith?
0: Yeah, with the long. She from the, Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Yeah, she was yeah, pretty. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We sound ridiculous right now. You know that. <laughs> it's
2: okay. This is Leon. Nobody knows who any of these people are properly. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Dude, it's fine. If you're,
1: under, if you're under 35, you have no idea. Who <laughs> you're who like, who?
2: What? <laughs> who are these white women? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is I Leon. That's my check-in, and I'm done speaking. Welcome back to another segment of What's the Scenario? Here we go. All right, so uh, we haven't done this in a while, but uh, we're gonna get into um, what's the scenario. And this week, and I actually don't need to read. It. I know what this is about, and it's not really a letter, but it's a, it's, it's literally a scenario. So this husband and wife have two kids, and when they need um, additional support, and I thought this would be interesting for you, Allery particularly, they call his mother-in-law to watch the kids. The mother-in-law is now demanding that they pay her to watch the kids. And this is not like, you know, a little something to get her, you know, take care of gas or whatever. She wants to be actually paid a a Marketing. regular stipend to watch their kids. How much? That's the
0: question. How much are we talking here?
2: He doesn't say the amount, but it gives the impression that it's a couple of hundred dollars. A week? Yeah. You got it.
0: What Again, if, I, don't, cool. I don't know. Like, okay, I don't know. What, what's your threshold? threshold?
2: What's your threshold? Let's, what is let's my say, threshold? Let's say she
0: says... Because of comparison...
2: ...$1,000 a week to yeah. watch your kids. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not paying
1: you $1,000 a week to watch my kids because I can get it cheaper. So
2: <laughs> kick, kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> kick rocks. <mother. laughs> what were you going to say?
0: <laughs> I was going to say it, it's all, it, you know, it's all... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Relative? Relative. Because two hundred dollars to you right now is like hell yeah, watch well, these little motherfuckers, but to two hundred dollars to someone who you know who's not making that type of money, that's a lot to ask for. You know, especially, yeah. you know, you know my situation. I'm trying to make this thing happen right now. So uh.
1: So child what care, I thought was child care in this city is so
2: expensive. It's right, expensive.
1: Fucking yeah. I, what I and what I thought York, was more it's, it's, yeah.
2: Impressive upon me in terms of wanting to get your thoughts was she was demanding this, not asking. Well, I or not can, having a conversation. I can see a scenario where people, because I've seen
1: where people have taken taken that uh, mother in law or that father in law for granted, and you know, leave the kid, go about their business, don't no checking in, no you know, letting them know I'm going to be home. And you think you're a single again? You think you're free again? You think like you're, you're kidding? <laughs> I just dropped that
0: little motherfucker off with his grandma.
1: We don't have that sort of scenario, but my 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 mother in law has been very instrumental in us being able to get to do the things that we're able to do because if she wasn't helping us out, we it would have been a bigger struggle. Like mm-hmm. my my mom lives thirty minutes away from us, at mm-hmm. least on good traffic. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law lives 10 minutes away from us. Mm. So if there's ever a thing, mm-hmm. she's jumping in. She's t- You know, when I'm when I'm on the road, she's taking the kids to school at 7.30 in the morning. Wow, that's a lot. You know, if we had to pay for that, I mean, if she said, I need X amount, I mean, what can we say?
0: Because as without long, her... As long as it's be- reasonable. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think she, you know, but I, I, I see where Ella's coming from because you have some... Mother in laws, and we've seen the TikToks and the Instagram videos and the reels of just like just just because you had a baby and fuck right, I fucked right 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 my right, life, right. And you want me to watch that motherfucker? You got to give me three hundred dollars <laughs> a week, nigga, and a fifth of Jack Daniels. You know, like you we've seen that ghetto shit <laughs> right, too, right, 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 right. So you know, you know, I and then it all depends on how you're asking because if you know if you're if you're on the extreme end of I, I need this money because fuck it. I'm I'm being greedy and I can give a fuck about your kids. You know what I mean. So there's a spectrum there. Is <laughs> what I'm saying. You know what I mean. And then it all depends if you can afford it. And it's yeah. like why is like it sounds like what Ella's talking about is some woman who you know is just on some greedy shit. And
2: yeah, I felt like the impression, and I'm trying to find it real quick. Um, but but I got the impression because if she was strong arming mom- them, and she realized that they were in a tight spot and was like Dude. yeah you're going to have to pay me if um big right, mama like rate. they like she wanted a flat rate like and i ain't
0: taking checks either nigga right like <laughs> if
2: you want me to watch these kids i need this amount of money period then, i don't want to hear no i'm short this week
0: you it, you, you got to cash at me before i you know it. her cash app is big mama bucks <laughs> <laughs> Dollar sign, nigga.
2: <laughs> you, I, I'm. You're not paying me when you get paid. I need the money right now.
0: Gross, if you need me yeah. at the house. Big Mama Bucks. It's, it, it's,
1: it's a resource that is. Look, if if this is a if this is a a relative, a grandparent that you can trust, that your kids are gonna be safe, they're gonna be fed well. I mean, what can you do? You have to pay it because the big. Sending them to a stranger who you have no idea what sort of traumas
2: they've had in their lives, yeah. You already know you already know what you're dealing with.
0: True that. I hear
2: you. I just I was I when I saw that and I knew that um or well, at least I, I felt from the way he was framing the question that there was a lot of tension behind what was happening with the requests for his uh, mother in law to watch the kids. And it's not so she his but also, does she need the money? He doesn't say that. I think what what he basically intimates is that she's saying, if you want me to watch your kids, here's my rate.
0: That's a little crazy. You know, I, I just to be to be that presumptuous, like, oh, here's my rate. Uh, I, I, I get time and a half on weekends. Okay? Uh, <laughs> right. Like that. thing. Of- after seven o'clock, my rate goes up twenty five hours. Right. <laughs> These are my night rates. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I we were lucky. Um, like
2: Granny got night rates.
0: we we were lucky because, you know, unfortunately, lost both our grandparents relatively young. So Aunt Michelle, we we affectionately call her, I'll just say Aunt Michelle. She stepped in, friend of the family who stepped in and and really helped us out in times when we needed to, uh, you know, for someone to watch her at night or for us to have a date night. Sometimes even during the day after school, because one of us were busy or running late from work. So and she never asked for a dime. You know, but we always like, you know, Christmas time and things like that. Let's, you know, we bring her, you know, bring her stuff and packages and, you know, gifts. But she was she we were lucky because, like you say, Rick, you know, just doing something like that costs a lot of money nowadays. Yeah. To have someone pick up your child from school and take them to a place that's safe. That's a two or three hundred dollar bill right there. Easily. For sure. You know,
2: so y'all <laughs> yeah. y'all OK with paying the flat rate for. Coverage from
0: Big Mama Bucks at Cash
1: App. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think there needs to be more detail about the story because I'm, I'm, I'm filling in my circumstance, right? Yeah. With just the framework of, of what you gave us, I'm filling in with my circumstance, and I'm like, that's that. That doesn't sound too bad, but there might be some other factors involved in in why they're upset about having to pay my yeah, no, grandmother.
2: Like again, I think the only thing that sort of is frustrating him is the sense that these are her grandkids, but she won't watch them unless they pay.
0: Like if, if if it's something that you rarely have to like if she's the grandparent that they don't go to on a regular and is on some oh you haven't seen grandma, you know, grandma Smith in a long time. So let's go let's go see Grandma Smith and and the only way she's gonna see her kids is if, or watch them. You know, for a weekend or whatever, is if she gets paid, that's a little crazy. But if she's someone that they're constantly going to, that's the well they always go to, then she's probably frustrated because there may the other side of the story is that she, they just, they've been dropping the kids off all willy nilly and not having any consideration for Big Mom right. and her having fun with the deacon. Mm. Right. Well, <laughs> well, even, 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 even,
1: even if we think about seniors being on a fixed income, right? Mm-hmm. And you just
0: drop your kids off and the kids. I and mean, them little hungry right? motherfuckers eat everything.
2: No, no. I I think food. he was saying that he he takes care of the they take care of the, he and his wife take care of the food. Uh, They're okay with giving her a little okay. extra money, but she's like, no, you got to pay me to take care of these
0: kids. Now maybe they some badass kids. I don't. They know. probably some badass kids. Or maybe they man, man, her breaking the TV.
2: Right, wrecking the house every time they come over, and she's got to deal with that. I just thought it was Is interesting she- that the idea that she was asking for a flat rate, or your kids can't come <laughs> over here. <laughs> she needs the
0: money. Obviously, he needs the money. little motherfuckers probably eat so all the Doritos.
1: We retirement set up. <laughs> all <of my> <laughs> she can use a little oh, extra money.
0: I just bought a and goddamn you... loaf of bread this morning. Where the fuck is all the bread? <laughs> man, man, Tay-Tay. <laughs> <laughs> Who ate all the goddamn chicken nuggets? Chicken buckets. God damn it. Yeah. Let me
2: flip the question a little bit. Would you charge your kids to watch your grandkids? Would
0: you charge? So and
2: wonder what circumstances oh, would you okay. charge your uh, kids to watch
0: your grandkids? Uh, I'd have All to be really be broke, and yeah, need I money. don't see it. And be like, baby girl, I can watch that little motherfucker, but you got to give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I see myself talking if I had to actually ask my child for money like that. Like i that's where I'm at in life, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I've I've passed everything. I've lost everything, <laughs> baby girl. <laughs> Maybe good. I, I can watch that little motherfucker, but you gotta pay me some money. Cause yeah, I mean, who you're asking brother? her,
2: you're asking her to watch your grandkid, even yeah. though she doesn't.
0: If you want me to, to watch this, can... this little motherfucker? <laughs> you gotta pay me some money. I need that's some cash. Like...
2: Oh my god!
0: Cashap I don't. I don't, think, I don't
1: think it's part of the tradition of 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 the community that I grew up. It, yeah, it's that, the other way around. That's, that's un. It's unheard of. Like my grandparents, but I know I know people I know people who have had their relatives or grandparent move in with them. And Mm -hmm. that that was sort of the pain, the payment arrangement, but not like, you know, this is my rate. I mean, I I feel like like if if you're retired, what else are you going to do if you're retired, if you're retired? Right. But maybe, I don't know. If maybe not. But that's what I'm saying. I, is, I don't have not a problem with the, the parent's circumstance. And
0: also, you know, grandma could be 45 years old. Okay. I don't I think that. she is. But but you're, yeah. you're right. Grandma could be 45 years old, still have a life. I'm out here right. fucking still. I- I'm sorry. I'm not watching your kids unless you're paying me. Hmm. Hey, really? So you think you think age has something to do with it, too? Hell yes, it does. Hmm. Hell yes, it does. If grandma is still young, you're talking about you got young grandmas out here, right? You got grandmas I age. Younger. Yeah, you could young. be a younger. yeah. And
2: younger. Right? All right. Maybe we've uh, started a new revolution. But I, I I guess I'm with you guys. I can't see me charging my sons to watch my grandkids. But I, I wish she would have uh added more detail into the uh context as to why she's asking to be paid a flat rate. Yeah. But there it is. That is the scenario.
0: What have you guys learned this week? I learned that there's all different types of people that take Uber. And I had, I met this couple that took to the airport. One guy was from Boston. His wife was a professor and they're probably going to be listening to Decoding 40. We made a connection. We started talking about the podcast and their son happens to work for CNN or something like that. I'm going to give, I'm going to let my son know about your podcast. He, you know, He's a big wig, cap. right? <laughs> you said cap. <laughs> they gave a good tip by the way they gave okay. a good tip but i okay. and i said okay oh, listen to the podcast and she looked it up on her phone she's like i have it right here i'm going to listen to it on the phone i wanted to say why don't you wait until you get out of my car <laughs> <laughs> you, play. because more than likely if you pick an episode we said something offensive <laughs> it's gonna offend you she's like nice. you, have, you know you've got a great voice I i can't wait to listen i'm like well okay you can wait. Get on the What's plane first. What's happening in your Uber? Nothing. I just, I just, you know, I have conversations with people, man, and and some people are, you know, pretty decent human beings, and I find that I'm doing a lot more uh, drug transactions nowadays. People take nice. Uber to do drug transactions.
2: Very nice. Know? Yeah. No, oh, wow Is that extra? I'm, I'm, this no, is it's my not. impression. Oh. This
1: is this is my impression of her son at when <laughs> she sends him the podcast. Go, mom. I told you, I work in the IT department. I have nothing to do with <laughs> the on the TV. Stop
2: sending me these things. Please, Mom, stop it. Yeah, you're being generous. I was thinking he was like one of the patrons that moved the people through the CNN uh, Turner Broadcasting Station. Just we just went, we went, he
0: wears a red jacket. This way, sir. He wears a red jacket with a fucking radio. I'm so proud of him. What's his CNN? Love. Yeah, I got two people at the front. There. Go with that,
2: Roger. <laughs> and here's the food pavilion. <laughs> That's a
0: Roger. <laughs> we got a spill over here, Ronnie. Ronnie, we got a spill here. Roger, that, I'm coming to spill.
1: <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm doing up, really well, Mom. They they love me at work in the CNN. Ronnie, get your ass over here. <laughs> get off that fucking phone! told you really no need phone, you, Ronnie. Wow. Oh man, that's but what no. Me. All jokes aside, that you know, I, I meet a lot of good people, so it's 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 got its uh, perks.
2: Dope, uh, Rick. What did you learn?
1: Please inspect your vehicle thoroughly before you leave <laughs> the dealership. Thoroughly, inside and out, back seat, front seat, hold under up. the seat,
0: you- on top of the seat. <laughs> you know what's crazy is like a fucking four year old. Not a, you know your daughter is seven, right? No, she's six. She's six. A six year old saw that. Yeah, and yeah. To, and there's a there's a, a dealership full of adults. Mm. Yep. you should be ashamed of yourself, super rude. You should be ashamed. <laughs> you really should be.
1: <laughs> she could get a job. That should be the, the new She should be that's the no, fucking inspector, the new, right? That's the new sticker. Inspected
2: by six year olds. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A check control. right now.
0: Yeah. Cut my daughter a check for finding out your fuck up.
2: Oh, my God. All right. So what I learned actually didn't happen on the show. But last week, uh, my family and I drove another Tesla down to Maryland on our way back. I learned that there is uh, such thing as vampire drain on the battery and the distance in which we were able to travel reduced exponentially, like where we should have made it back to New Jersey. Well, at, at uh, jo- uh, George Washington Bridge, we didn't even make it another 50 miles. So I don't know what happened. We had some kind of settings that were kind of draining the battery, but we stopped. We wound up stopping in Plainsfield or Plainsview, one of the towns. Mm-hmm. I think it's Plainsfield. Is it Plainsfield, New Jersey? Plains, yeah.
0: Plains. There's a Plain Plain Plainfield. Plainfield. Plainsfield. Um, <laughs> and
2: uh, we were fiddling with the... Uh, settings and got it right and made it back to the city with more than enough electricity but other than that i still am in love with this vehicle that said uh thank you everyone for taking time to listen to this show we appreciate you we are literally streaming in i think every continent except antarctica so that is an absolute uh uh attribution or what i want to say Attributed to all of you who are sharing the show and are just either sharing with your friends and your family and just spreading the word. We appreciate it. It is helping us grow, but to even help us grow further, please support us by Purchasing some merch and continuing to purchase merch at decoding40pod.com. Send us your pithy, your supportive, or your negative comments by text or call to 619-940-4040. Or send us an email, or uh, you could even send us a a snail mail, but I won't give out that address. The email is decoding40 at gmail.com. This is decoding forty. I am your host, L.O.Dot. I have been joined with Vincent Perez and Alaric Campbell. Gentlemen, any other parting words that you would like to share? That was beautiful. Peace. Peace. All right, cool. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening to Decoding 40.
0: Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.Dakotan40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to (laughs) coden 40 goddammit.